In my 33 years on this planet, I have met exactly two strangers in utterly odd places that I have gone on to have meaningful relationships with. The first was a boy named Mario Brown, whom I met while we were both waiting in our respective cars while at a red light. He was on his way to his Eagle Scout ceremony, and I yelled at him from my car that we should go on a date sometime, and managed to get my whole phone number to him before the light turned green. We half-dated an entire summer. I was 17. The other person is a woman named Roxana Morrow, whom I met at a McDonald's play structure in the Seattle neighborhood of Ballard. I had taken our middle child Oliver there for a mom-son date, the location, his request, and she was there with her three kids as an after-school treat to let them blow off steam before they headed home for the evening. Roxana sat at one of those plexiglass tables, nursing a newborn and handling her seven and three-year-old boys like a boss. She spoke to her children like they were little adults. She calmly asked them if they felt safe while they did very unsafe maneuvers on the playground. And she gently helped them navigate their bodies to safe behavior without breaking a sweat, getting up, or raising her voice. You know those people that make skateboarding look really easy, but when you try it yourself, you realize it's actually kind of hard. Roxana is like that with parenting. She makes it look effortless and easy, fun even. I couldn't help myself. I asked her if she wanted to be friends, and too afraid that she wouldn't initiate a call, I asked if I could have her number. We texted a bit and then arranged to meet at a playground with the kids. This was over a year ago, and we've been friends ever since. Now, the great gamble when you make a super rad mom friend is that her husband will be a bit of a dud. You know, as far as family friends go. Like, the husbands don't drive. Or he treats her poorly, and it's just annoying and awkward. But when we met Chris, we knew he was something special. He was hilarious, open, not weird. He wore a Dungeons & Dragons hat and was overall chill, but not checked out. Actually, Chris is a super engaged dad. He seems to have a pretty high tolerance for chaos and will swoop in when there's a problem and doesn't just wait for Roxana to fix the children. The more we hung out with the Morrow family, we began to realize this amazing family unit wasn't an accidental coming together of perfect happenstance. Chris began to open up about the journey that had brought him to being the father he is today. And as Jeff and I heard his story, we knew it was one that needed to be shared. To be honest, I'm not sure I've heard many dads talk about their journey and transformation the way he does, who are so intentional about growth and healing in order to be a better person and father. Before we get started, let me tell you a little bit about Chris. He's 34 years old, He grew up all over the place, but mostly in Austin, Texas. He served in the army for 10 years as a tank officer. He and Roxana have been married for 13 years and have three beautiful children, ages seven, four, and one. The Morrows should probably have a podcast of their own because there is so much there. But for now, 
Here's our interview with Chris Morrow. This is Eight Meet Nine. Okay, so one thing you do really well uh, is manage your kids when they're acting out. Um, and we've had a number of conversations with you and Roxana about what guides your philosophy. And one of the things that you have said that I reflect on often is how much work you've done on yourselves as a precedent for any type of discipline. How did, how did you even arrive at let's deal with, you know, my own shit or, you know, your own shit in order to avoid disciplining your kids from a place of hurt? The great news is that for me, one day at just a pillar of light hit me and it was like, <laughs> I'll just figure my life out now. And then I just did. <laughs> oh, that's um, it. And then that well, was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So easy as that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it, <laughs> you know, it, um, I have been in, you know, in one way or another working on self and, and understanding um, my childhood and then that identity in the context of you know, sort of in a sociological sense, my roles today as a father, as a husband, etc. probably in earnest since just after college. And that comes out of a, out of a point of just knowing that I didn't want to parent in the way that my parents raised me. Okay. Uh, and then going into having a first, having our, our oldest... And re- immediately regressing. Uh, <laughs> like back to, back to what your yeah. parents were. Right. Yeah. Back to what you didn't necessarily right. want to replicate. Where it's defensive, short, dismissive, you know, all, all of these behaviors that in the moment, you know, it was like instinctive. Yeah. 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 And then afterwards saying, wait a minute, th- this isn't the thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. How do we unravel this? And so that was the start was, was want, you know, wanting to do it differently and it wasn't happening. And so then sort of starting to pull on that thread of like, where's the disconnect? Here? Right. Cause that, that was, that's modeled for you for so long that it becomes ingrained. It becomes something that you just like naturally manifest. Yep. And it isn't, and it, like you said, it's not something you, you want Right. coming out of you. Right. Wait, yeah. wait, were you already reflecting, I don't think I'm going to parent the way I want to, or I don't want to parent the way that it was modeled? The, uh, the latter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you had a kid and you were like, oh my goodness, I'm, my gut reaction is the reactions I don't want. Yeah. Where I'd run into a scenario that I, you know, was stressful or, or I didn't have an answer for, or I didn't, you know, wasn't prepared for. And would go back to the outcome would be the same as for me, you know, 20 years Which previously. Which was what? Yelling? I mean, what? what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, yelling, not being able to connect with emotion. Yeah. Being very, very uncomfortable uh, sitting in discomfort. It was impossible for me to sit with, you know, my oldest. They're, they're having a tantrum. Right. You know, they're just losing their mind for, you know, over whatever it is. Uh, And I, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I can't sit there and I, there's, there's no empathy connection Hmm. or, or active listening or being present. Like, it's just all, how do I fix this? Yeah. Um, 
because I'm so uncomfortable right now. And I couldn't even articulate that. Like it was just react, you know, right. there's a tantrum going on, react. Shut it down. Yeah. Just shut it yep. down. Yeah. And I, I, I think I would summarize it as an inability to be present, a, a difficulty connecting with empathy during uncomfortable situation, like, you know, high emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say like outbursts of anger that I didn't, that like would surprise me. Uh, and that like, that was another, that was, a, that took a couple of years. Uh, wasn't until Finn was born that, that I really started to feel this, like these anger outbursts. Um, that was a, that was a wild ride to get through. <laughs> yeah. So you're seeing the anger and you go, you experience it and you're like, oh, this is what, this isn't what I want either. Right. Not at all. But yeah. I think most parents have these anger outbursts, think that's not what I want to do and just think I'll try to do better next time. Yeah. And you didn't do that. You said, I'm going to really actively like work on fixing that or, you know, yeah. by and then you what went to therapy so much therapy uh yeah i mean with the intention of like i gotta be a dad i want to be a dad this way i'm gonna address this i think it it ended up being somewhat serendipitous okay where i was i was in in therapy uh you know sort of working on you know the uh you know the anxiety the because not being able to uh connect with difficult emotion and, or be present was showing up in other, you know, places in my life. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And so that's kind of where it started. And then it was like, oh, oh, I recognize this also with my children. Yeah. Is, yeah. You know, oh, this is a, you know, sort of a, a single thread. So it was deliberately engaging in therapy around it, um, you know, and then it was, it was almost getting a, like a parenting accountability partner where someone that I could call. Oh, wow. And just, yeah, and just check Wait, in Wait, was with. this someone that your therapy therapist recommended or that you kind of went and sought out after? Like, I want somebody. Yeah, someone I had just went went out and, and sought out. This is a really good idea. Sorry. Yeah. This, this is, is a very incredible. good idea. Yeah. That you knew to have a relationship with outside of or is kind of like a stranger uh, no, it was somebody that I knew okay. and, and was comfortable. I mean, almost similar to this, where it was like, you know, they, uh, the, my, you know, sort of parenting check-in accountability partner, he has teenagers, you know, he, he has, uh, I think he has two kids, um, you know, but had like made it through. He was on the other side. He's and like a just, mentor. Yeah, totally. Like a parenting mentor. That is Whoa. totally what it is. But it's like, it's all that same Stuff of being able, like feeling overwhelmed and just be like, oh, I just have to put my head down. You know, I just got to make it through it. And it's like, no, that's the opposite of what I need to do, <laughs> you know. Um, and so one of the things that he recommended was a uh, put myself in timeout. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, it was just like it blew my mind. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? So for, um, I mean, for... Maybe like twelve months, you know, somewhere between like eight to twelve months. Yeah, bedtime was the most challenging part, like, of my day, 
every day. It just <laughs> everybody's losing their minds. Somebody's got pajamas on their head. Somebody, you know, Dad, I don't want this bedtime snack. Like, oh. so, like, it's just I'm just like, so I'm just like by the end of it, I'm just like, ah. Oh. And so what what he said was okay. Um, the next time you feel your anxiety go above a. I think we started with a six. And he said, anytime you feel your anxiety, go above a six. Say, hold on. I'm going to go take a timeout. You know, leave. Uh, text me or call me. And then after we talk, you can go back. Whoa. Yeah. And and then I was like, you know, well, that's dumb. I, I mean, honestly, I was like, that's... So I'm just going to... Every bedtime, I'm just going to... Every gonna, bedtime. <laughs> just going to step... My wife's going to be so mad. <laughs> I like... <laughs> And it was like, and it was so awkward, like, you know, because I'd just be like, I know, I feel so, I'll be right back, you know, and <laughs> leave and, you know, and have the phone calls. And I think that like, that's the biggest thing that it gave me was it gave me space to have, uh, have positive reactions to strong feelings modeled to me. To where I, you know, I would call this guy up and I would say, these kids are driving me crazy and I'm just so angry. And he's like, yeah, you know, tell me about it. You know, let's talk about it. And I'd say, well, you know, this is happening and this is happening. And then it would be over, you know, over three or four minutes. It's like I'm able to vent. Yeah. I'm, you know, we, we connect. He says, yeah, man, that is hard. You know, having two kids, three kids, that's really, that's tough stuff, man. You know, this is hard, you know, but think about, you know, this or maybe consider this or, you know, find three things you're grateful for. Just these like little simple yeah. things that would just like pop the balloon, you yeah. know, it's just like, whew. okay, okay, I'm good. All right. I'm going to go give this another shot. Uh, and that was, I mean, that was, it was huge because it combined, you know, sort of some of the therapy at the time with this you know, almost to practice. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Just to be able to practice. It was it was awesome. Yeah. So, wow. so then you come back to the bedroom. Yep. And you are sort of just in a different frame of mind yep. altogether. Yeah. It doesn't matter if their pajamas are on their head. It doesn't matter right. if they don't like their bedtime snack, right. which is an awesome idea too, by the way. <laughs> bedtime snacks. And and now you're probably just I'm assuming you're 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 just more gracious at the in this moment. Yeah. And yeah. he's reminded you of the dad that you want to right. be, yeah. helping right. you like oh remember like right. And you're this like, is oh, why yeah. you're doing this. Yeah. 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 I've heard of accountability partners in sort of like other kind sort of, of contexts. Yeah. Yeah. But not in this context. I've never heard yeah. of like a mentor or accountability partner and like being the parent that you want to be. So okay, but then my question is, you said twelve months. What happens after you, mm -hmm. you did this for 12 months? You'd... Oh, I still call him all the time. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I call him all the time. So it's, it's like ongoing. Yeah. I mean, does he answer the phone at 8.30 at night or whatever yeah. time your kids go to bed and is like, all right. Hey, man. Bedtime? How you doing? Yeah, totally. I mean, that it's just totally it. It was it was just, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, hey, what's going on? Uh, and, and, you know, what what's... <laughs> there's so many, there's so many benefits out of it. Um you know, it's just this multifaceted, like fantastic thing, because then as I'm, I'm very myopic, 
you know, like in the moment, all I can see is like, man, I'm still yeah. getting mad about something that's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm still getting, you know, and then he'll be like, hey, man, but, you know, you haven't called me at 830 in a good six months. Yeah. That's some progress, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so like, then it's like this. So our relationship kind of, you know, the, like the relationship between us builds where yeah. it's like, oh, now I, now I'm getting some modeled like intimacy and trust and yeah. like. You know, he's almost like a father figure. Right. I would have the, you know, I'd do the check-in and then realize that I'm, you know, I'm spun up over something that's not, you know, that's not related and go back in and be able to say, hey guys, I'm sorry. I was grumpy. Hmm. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just spun up, you know, I'm working on it. Yeah. And that, because that was not, you know, something that I was like. You know, I don't know. There's like a power thing or a, you don't yeah. do that, you know? Yeah. And being able to say that, you know, again, it's wild because now I see my kids, you know, pra- saying sorry to each other yeah. or coming back to me and saying, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I was grumpy yesterday, hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what is happening? You know, wow, this is crazy. I modeled this for you. Right? Like, whoa. <laughs> it's working. Yeah. 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 But it, but it, it, it feels, uh, or, or for me, it felt in the moment, like this is impossible. Like yeah. it's, it's like, I'm not even at the, like, I'm not, I'm not even at a level of like cognition of like, third person i can actualize that i'm angry i'm just flipping angry right right and like but you know but it was gradually like over time over time like oh now i can recognize my anxieties at a five you know oh i you know his um he told me at one point he was like uh if you for for him if his jaw is clenched yeah it means that his anxieties over a five. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And, I, and then I'm like, okay, whatever, man. And then like, you know, two weeks later, I'm like, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> clenching oh, your jaw, son yeah. of a gun, jaw, you know? Like, oh. That's like, oh. And he was like, yeah. Anytime your jaw's clenched, give me a call. Whoa. Whoa. And it was like, oh, so now he's lowered the threshold. Right. And it's like, it's this, it's this sort of sliding scale of awareness where it's, you know, when I get started. All I can recognize is just like this strong emotion in the moment. And it's like over time, it's like, oh, no, I can trace it. You know, I can get further and further like upstream of the, you know, the blow up or whatever. Yeah. And start to see things before like, you know, become more mindful, check in with my body. Like all these things that, (laughs) you know, I hear my oldest son's teachers talking about, yeah, yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's really hip. Right. And, yeah. and it's like, or in vogue. Yeah. And yeah. And it's like, Oh, like I need that same stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're like, Oh, these are really good tips. Right. Hudson. So it sounds like you made this like pivot in your life from being on the defensive when it comes to these overwhelming situations. And here you are on the defense and, that's increasing anxiety that's causing you to maybe react in a way that you don't necessarily want to react. And then you had sort of this, this one strategy where you're like, this helps put me on the offense. 
And part of the offense is giving myself a timeout. Like that's like one strategy, you know, and that timeout involved calling, calling this mentor of yours. Have you found other ways that you are on the offense to help sort of triage these issues, uh, conflicts before they, they grow? Yeah. And, and, and what do you, what, like, what are, mm-hmm. what are some other things that you're doing? Cause like, I hear that and go, oh, oh my gosh, like I can absolutely do that and relate. What else are you doing sure. to get to that offensive place? Yeah. The lens that I view it through is, is moving from reactive to, to, I mean, to self-care, honestly. Okay. Where, uh, we'll just get, we'll just get real deep. Uh, for me. It has been, it has been all about getting in touch with my inner child and, and learning how to parent my inner child and engage with my inner child at times that are appropriate because the anxiety that I feel when my children are acting out is not from 2020. It is from 1998. Hmm. where it's the message that I got was you never make a spectacle in public. Just you don't do that. Same. You just that is the that is not what you do. Well, and so the anxiety that I feel is not, you know, Chris Morrow adult. It is it is entirely my inner child saying this is dangerous. I am recognizing a, a a pattern, you know, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's trauma. It's, 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 and there's lots to be unpacked there, but it is the brain recognizing circumstances that previously were linked to unfavorable outcomes. And so the brain shifts out of cognitive thinking and into reaction and says, okay, we, you know, you can fight, you can, you can flee or you can freeze. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right. And so for me, it has been in those moments where where I either I feel that I either need to flee or fight. It is moving out of where how can I go from reacting to circumstances that may or may not be real. I mean, honestly. Yeah. And how do I get to a place where I can self-parent, where I can say to myself, hey, oh, I, t- wow. I, I understand. You know, I understand that this is the type of scenario. This is a dangerous scenario, you know, yeah. previously, but it's different now. Here's all the things, you know, he, here's why. Let's talk again tonight. Whoa. You know? So you have to be present and split yep. half to your brain and half to your kids yep. who are freaking out yep. and but, your brain who's freaking out. And sometimes, I mean, and that's where I, the, the like the timeout comes in really handy. Right. Is... Hey, I need to take a uh, thirty seconds and and go over here and like, hey, buddy, it's okay, everything's fine, you know. Okay, I'm back. Hey, buddy, it's okay, everything's fine, you know. Like, so it's like there is a fourth child. It's like totally. you have there, a fourth child, yeah. and one of them's inside your brain. Yep. Well, but that is so resonant. Like I I hear Chris say that. I don't know if you do from from your perspective. I hear Chris say that. I go, oh, there is a fourth child. There's younger Jeff in there with Elliot, Oliver, mm-hmm. and Amelia. Yeah. 
And I almost freaking need, out over the freak out. out with yeah, and I almost need to like talk to Jeff and be like, yeah. it's okay, Jeff, man. Elliot, Oliver, Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and you know, like it's the great thing about about for me recognizing that is that Minor Child wants to play with my kids. Like mm. Minor yeah. Child is the creative, spontaneous, playful, like wants to play Legos for an hour, wants to go draw chalk. Like yeah. when I can have engage the inner child appropriately it's such a gift it's great because it gives me this like creativity and license and like yeah let's get some paper and let's draw some crayon and let's get some glue too and like what would happen if we put this on there you know and it's like it's a very satisfying experience for me and then it's but then it's just mixing that with like Okay, we're not gonna glue it to the walls. <laughs> some, you know, and oh, I see you. You really wanted to glue it to the walls. I totally get it. I kind of want to glue it to the walls. I kind of do. Yeah, right. But it's a rental. Like, right. You know, it's, we're not, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's, it's like, and and <laughs> that's part of what I found is that it's the the inner frustration. Like that's what moves into self care. Is is being able to then you know say. Great job today. You know, the kids loved playing with you. You know, that uh, great work, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then, okay, and now let me put them to bed. You know, Chris, the uh, adult, I, now I'm going to put them to bed. Because you are the adult. Right. Right. Like, and you're the child. Right. But you're also the adult. You can be both. Right. Whereas they can only be the right. child. And there's continuity, I'm assuming. Yeah. But there's continuity between both both aspects. I'm I'm just imagining like those things merge into this healthful third. Yep. This that will become the one. Yep. Of, I, I imagine the whole. Yep. Whereas whereas previously my experience was um, only the child. You know because the child sort of lacks that understanding or trust of the world. Like it's it's just sort of a constant. There's big feelings and there's big fears and there's big, you know, lots of anxiety. And so growing the both, like it's, I got to have both to kind of navigate the world. And, and oh, by the way, like it's not just at home, you know, like minor child shows up at work. He's, <laughs> he's super freaked out, you know, like, what do you mean your boss wants to see you in five minutes? What does that mean? Like, you know. Hey, buddy, <laughs> let me handle this. Like, okay, it's okay. But it is like that's that, you know, that feeling of uh, fear that, it, you know, you know, just sort of like gut-clenching fear of like, oh, no, something's gone wrong, you know. It's like, hey, it's okay. Like, I can manage this, you know. It's all right. Everything's going to be fine. I'll see you tonight. <laughs> I'm going to handle this. But it's, it was very, it was very outsized were the, the, the loudest voices. So you, so you'd have, you know, this negative self-talk, sort of a shame yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. can't believe you forgot this. Yeah. Can't believe, you know, and then the, and then the child, you know, what's happening right now? This isn't safe. You know, yeah. how are we going to f- figure this out? How are we going to fix this? And so the, the, what, the healing has changed is, I mean, is adding the adult voice. Yeah. Where, you know, a, another voice that can just say, oh, okay, hold on a second. You know, 
all right, negative voice that's saying like, man, you're only a dummy would forget their lunch today, you know, <laughs> hold on, you know, people forget their lunches, people forget things like it's okay. This isn't the end of the world. It's fine. And so then, and then like being able to like kind of go, you know, go around the room and be like, you're cool. Hey, inner child, we're going to find something to eat today. It's, you know, oh, there are lunch places yeah. where we work. You're speaking to the different sides of yourself. Yeah. And it's just kind of like reassure, calm down. We're still good, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because before it was just, it, it would just run in these loops. And like chaos. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it just, I mean, and they would sort of exacerbate each other where, where you know, you get started on this, you know, shame sort of negative talk which is then sort of uh, creating this, these, you know, sort of catastrophes or slippery slopes. And then 20 minutes later, you know, I'm afraid of something that's, you know, again, it's not even real. Man. Right. That's right. it. I mean, yeah. that's it. Or, or it is, or it is the, not a real threat. Right. right not it's a real threat. It's a real, real problem. Yeah. Totally. But it's, but what I'm afraid of is, is either not a real outcome or the remotest, <laughs> yeah. you know, of, of all the outcomes. Yeah. And, and, you know, but the, and that same thing was happening in, in parenting is that, you know, it's like, oh, he's losing, he's losing his marbles right now. You know, somebody's going to see, and they're going to think worse of me. And, and you know, it's all, uh, somebody, uh, someone of my age, I should have my shit together and I should be parenting, you know, and all these should statements. And they would just sort of run in a loop. Yes. Church was one of the places that's just so hard because it's, you know, there's no cry room and you take the kids in and, and it's like, and you're just like, for the love of God, just, I, it's, I, I, 45 minutes is just all. Please be quiet. Just can you. Oh, nope, which, nope, which we're throwing triggers, cars. which triggers not causing a scene. Yep. And so Ooh. it's. Wait, it's a no cry room? Yeah. Well, I mean, there. I don't well, know what that means. So there is one. There's like a. You know, like an infant room there's or no, like He's saying there's no go. cry room. There's right. no place so where like, that you can take your child if they're crying. Oh, right. there's no cry room. You're in the room. like main sanctuary. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's just like, that's so what you got. if that's we're what throwing got. a matchbox car, we're hitting somebody. Uh, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> never bringing matchbox cars again, you know? <laughs> yeah. The fascinating thing to observe is that my, the physical parts of my anxiety start walking in where I'm just like, ah, geez, you know, where are we going to sit? Where, you know, can we sit near the back? Can we find, you know, stay away from everybody else? Can we get, you know, easy, easy exit, you know, all these things. Shifting now to, hey, it's okay. Let's say, you know, one of your kids loses their mind during the middle, the quietest part of church. <laughs> you, you take them out. You walk with them, you know, and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was pivoting from from reacting to the inner child yeah. to observing the inner child. Yeah. Whoa. And saying like, hey, man, it's okay. Like, we're, we're not going to get in trouble <laughs> because yeah. Hudson, bless his heart, is losing his mind. And, he, <laughs> and, and does he lose it? At the quiet part, yes, of course he does. <laughs> but he's a kid, and you he's can recognize right. he's a kid. Right. I'm not. I'm in charge. Yep. I can yep. take him out. I'm not freaking out. Right. 
nobody's here to freak out at me. Right. This is okay. Right. And and even if, you know, like, and it's okay if somebody gives me the sideways, you know, you ruined my church service, you know, like, <laughs> that's okay. Like, that's, I'm not in trouble from them. No. You know, it's, I'm self-parenting now. And yeah. like, you know, that is huge because then it's not, you know, before it's like, I take... You know, I take my oldest son out and the, the anger is, is not only, you know, irritation or just like frustration or something like that. Like it's the, like, you're going to get me in trouble, you know, existential threat anger, um, all of those things, you know, it's all of this baggage. Yeah. He doesn't know what that you know, why that is or what, you know. So it feels inflated. Completely. But he doesn't have words to think that's inflated. He just thinks I'm an extra bad person. Right. Right. And that's what you're combating. Right. Like, like, no. Turning that around. No. No. And it's, and it has, it has led to, with him specifically, because he's, I think he's eight now. Uh, He is eight now. Not, I think. (laughs) You know with certainty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's you know having a few conversations with him where you know where I've been vulnerable and said hey I you know these are things I'm working on you know I'm working on this I'm working on this you know sometimes w- uh, when I feel frustrated or angry it's not because of you it's I'm also you know working through these things and um you know I I think I'm hopeful, and and he has gone on to then ask about it later, you know, say, well, what, you know, what happened with this or what, you know, and it's been useful because, you know, there's no vulnerability. Like, inner child doesn't want to be vulnerable. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. That's a bad idea. Your inner child was taught that vulnerability is not a safe place. Exactly. Exactly. Like, vulnerability, emotional vulnerability is is the worst possible outcome because then it's uh, somebody has something on you. Yeah, you know, you want to you want to keep you know keep everybody at kind of arm's and length. That person's probably a bully, right? Yeah, which is awful. Yeah, it's just not not great. So you're giving language to both your own inner child and your child. I'm working on this, and so you're Hudson, and then your other kids are hearing. Oh, if dad's working on stuff, I can be working on stuff. This isn't like a kid thing. This is a forever thing, you know? And I mean, I think that in itself is an enormous gift to kids to be like, oh, here's something I'm working on. And you see me working on it. And like, I mean, whoa. I can't get over what a privilege it is to have parenting peers join us in this space for those conversations. And for him to talk so openly about his journey. Yes, to talk so openly about his journey and to allow us to record it. Like, what is going on? Like, step one is hard enough for folks, but he gave us, you know, both steps. Right, because when he was talking about it, we were like, we have, we need this story. Can we have a podcast? And he's like, sure. Ah, what a guy. So... 
Everyone, thank you so much for, for joining us for this episode of 8 Meet 9. You can find us on the internet at 8meet9.com and on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, just search 8 Meet 9. There are spaces between all of those words when you're searching. Where there's not spaces is my Instagram. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me on the.pacific.north.jess.com. No dot. No dot at the end of that, Jess. And so I was actually looking up the real Pacific North Jess, and she oh. has in recent times disappeared off of Instagram. No way. Right. And I, I don't know what that means. The handle, I'm not sure if, if it's available, but she is missing. And if this podcast does one thing, I think first it finds out where the real Pacific North Jess went. The one and, with no dots? Yes, the one with no dots. And if it does another thing, <laughs> it takes that Instagram handle from her. We commandeer it. Right, so the, our step one is really, it, it's an empathetic step of where did you go? How can we help you? And then step two is more of like this Captain Jack Sparrow. We're going to, <laughs> we're going to commandeer your, your Instagram handle is now ours. Right. I don't need the dots anymore. Right. It's a, it's, we lead with empathy and then we follow with the sword. <laughs> that is what we do on 8 Meet 9. It's very 8 Meet 9. Very, yeah. It's 8 and 9. It's where the 8 and 9 meet. I will lead with the empathy. I'll lead with the sword. I think you follow with the sword. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought there was only the leading with no, the sword. <laughs> just leading. <laughs> At the exact time. I didn't realize there was anything else. <laughs> uh, so, uh... <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Uh, look for new episodes coming out. Um, soon. Yeah, soon. 